Hello and welcome to this podcast from the BBC World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the BBC World Service are supported by advertising. Join the millions of players around the world and bring in the new year with the all-time favourite classic match three game, Candy Crush Saga. It's fun to play and challenging to master with thousands of levels to switch and match your way through. Get that sweet feeling this new year with Candy Crush Saga. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play for free. From the BBC World Service, Fall of the Shah. Episode 9, The Finale, God's Government. February 15, 1979, Ayatollah Khomeini is now free to rule in Iran, but his revolutionary government must consolidate its power by bringing its enemies to trial. time for the storm. It's time for wild winds to wrench apart allegiance. Vengeful rain to fill the drains with blood. Now ideas become bullets in the back of the head. Prayers become AK-47s. Hopes get beaten senseless in prison cells. February the 15th, 1979, in Washington, President Carter, his advisor Brzezinski, and Warren Christopher sense the limits of American power. So, we seem to have backed the wrong horse. We didn't back any horse at all. Now the field is open, Mr. Bakhtiar has bolted, leaving the door ajar. He had little choice. Without the support of the military, you can't pretend to be a government. Our dithering robbed them of courage. Well, who's running the place? Bars are gone, or the guys on the street, or the guys in the mosque? Then there's the matter of the Shah... He is very ill. He wishes to come to the United States for treatment. It would be inappropriate to refuse our former ally this courtesy. I honestly think right now that would be a terrible error. That seems the only humane response. This is a sensitive time. Admitting the Shah will read as an act of aggression. You want the United States to be held hostage to these fanatics? Mr. President, this is your call, of course. Is it only a year since we sat in his palace, drank the man's wine, ate his food? Was it just a kind of fever dream? Okay. We offer recognition to the new regime, and we do not open our borders to the Shah. At this given time... I will action that, Mr. President. So big, you look mad enough to burst. Why is the greatest nation on earth acting like a frightened pussycat? The one-time Shah of Iran looks on powerless from his exile in Morocco. The only certainty is sickness. You haven't eaten your breakfast. I had some coffee. How is your pain this morning? It shifts. I feel somewhat swollen. 
Where are the papers? I have them. Well, may I see them? There's nothing here but more treachery. Let me see them. Extraordinary. How can they recognize these criminals as a state? Our so-called allies, America, home of human rights. Britain is no surprise. As if these fraudsters had legitimacy. France is a disappointment. At the very least, our Arab friends will... No. Not even them. Jordan. What, King Hussein? And worst of all, King Hassan. Morocco? What interest do they have in this? One by one, throwing themselves at the feet of killers and thugs. Even our hosts. The king's secretary called earlier. Mm-hmm. He thinks it would be appropriate for us to leave Moroccan soil. And where would he like us to go to? To hell, presumably. South Africa will take us, apparently. They sent father to rot there. The Americans will take us. We have their promise. I keep thinking of our wonderful journeys. Mm -hmm. Visiting capitals at will. Greeted with such ceremony. (laughs) Such admiration. Did it mean nothing? Well, my love, I will die soon and then you'll be free to go where you will. Don't ever say that. Wherever you are, that is my country. That is Iran. While you live, it lives. In Tehran, the Shah seems forgotten, but his servants aren't. His prisons are now run by his prisoners. One former inmate, Mehdi, now comes to claim his tormentor. Nematullah Nasiri, former head of Savak. I was asleep. Can you turn that light off? Get up. Get up now. I heard you the first time. I haven't eaten. I haven't washed. Prayed. There's no time for that. This way. What's this about? I, I still haven't had a charge made against me. I have been bundled without explanation from one prison to another. I am a man. You are a torturer and a murderer. And today, you are to receive justice. At whose hands? Who are you, even? You don't remember me. Just another face. Another face to break and scar. Look at my hands. Look at my broken fingers. Look where my nails once were. Do you remember that? Do you remember this? You want just to shoot me? You old dog! Imagine this day in my prayers. The liberal way forward is too slow. Khomeini's own man, Barzagan, now too lenient for him. The rift in the revolution grows. Yazdi and Gopzadeh 
must choose sides. Come in, friends, please, and be seated. We have dispensed with chairs. We burn them for firewood. It's good to see you, Ava. Do not address Ariman in this disrespectful way. I need no lessons in respect. I was at his side first. Do not squabble over such trivial things. Today we speed the revolution to fruition. God becomes impatient with us. We are all avid for an Islamic democratic republic, Imam. Do you imagine Islam needs such adjectives? I don't follow you, sir. Islam doesn't need soiled Western words like democracy. You see how these men of straw fail to understand the idea of guardianship of the Islamic Jews? I will not accept these words from you. What is your role here, even? Did you not hear the news? I am the judge of the Revolutionary Tribunal. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Proceedings start today. Executions commence tonight. Executions? How can the verdict be known before the trial? Imam, we surely all agree we must show respect for legal process for human rights. Do not make the mistake of standing in the path of God's revenge, my friends. Then who? Who is to be tried? Oh, there are many, many names. Torturers, spies, ministers, henchmen, generals. If we show clemency, we may appear stronger. Listen to that chatter. The execution of the executioner is the perfect fulfillment of Sharia. If we proceed with vigor, we can dispatch 20 a day. In a year, thousands will have received justice. I am sorry, Imam. I do not recognize this as the revolution. You need not be involved, my friend. You may eat the meat the butcher prepares without slaying the beast yourself. Surely, Imam, we can show the world that Islam is generous, just. Mm. Let these killers be wiped from the earth. As it is stated in the Quran, Surah 8, whoever took one life, it is as if he murdered the whole world. Leave me. You tire me with your disputation. Imam. Imam. You can be sure we will be next. He will come to his senses. And if a few criminals and killers satiate them, so be it. My God, what wild beast have we unleashed here? Let us look to our roles. Let us prove ourselves indispensable. When the Constitution is in place, we will assert control. Mm. Do you think the people out there want this? I don't know. I don't know what they want. Namakola Nasiri! Stand before this tribunal, accused of grave crimes against God. For ten years, you were the face of Shah's vile Sabbath, filling prisons with the cries of innocence, subjecting the bodies of good men to terror and violation. Now, see how true justice places you in the hands of God. How do you plead? You have two minutes to account for your deeds which are proven and known. I have not been informed of the charges against me. <laughs> Do you not know your Quran? Corruption on earth. I imagined this might be a court of law, not a clerical court. Have you been sleeping? The law has changed. It is no longer the shabby addicts of your Shah, who himself cast you into prison. It now takes its authority from God, and God finds you guilty. Have the self-respect to acknowledge your crimes. I have no lawyer. I may not make my defense. Why delay the inevitable? You know in your heart, your end is near. Death will release you from your bottomless guilt. I do not stand here for mercy. You do not know the meaning of that. No, 
but I do ask for due process. Listen, my brothers, to the killer prevaricating. I will grant you one last statement before we end your soldier time on earth. I was born once. I will die only once. This court finds the defendant guilty and condemns him to speedy execution. Take him away! Who's next? By what means do you intend to kill me? It will be quick and clean. And you will be my killer. That is my privilege. Your privilege? Have you experience of it? Killing? Not as yet. Your inexperience does not inspire confidence. No talking now. We're nearly there. Out on the roof. Listen to them. They can't wait for my death. Blindfold me. I can't bear to see the smiles on their faces. Hold still. Hold still. Oh, yeah. Yes, no. I, I, I remember you. Remember your voice, an educated voice, a poet's voice. Uh, it's all to delay here, brother. I don't need any help. Don't mess this up. Enough squabbling. Do what you have to do, soldier. This is the worm Nematulana Siri. At his hands, thousands of your brothers and sisters died in pain and woe. His evil torture broke their winning hearts. We do not torture him now. No, we grant him death, swift and just. Knees. God, God, forgive me. Direct your weapon. Do not pause. Why are your hands shaking? No more delay. Do your duty. Shoot him. Kill the snake in the head. Oh, God. Oh, God, protect me. Pull the triggers. I, I can't seem to... I can't, I can't seem to... Give me the weapon. Kill Give me. it to me. Kill me. Kill me. Kill me. No. Finish him off. They need to see blood. Uh, get out of here, you coward! Before you get the same treatment. The executioner is executed! The executioner is executed! Five dead in one night. Good job. Your irony is not welcome, Carol. I'm losing track of who you are. On air, defending every bullet and every law. Today was not pleasant, but those men were evil operatives of an illegitimate regime. How do you live with what's happening here? How long do you think they'll tolerate a man who likes French wine and Canadian women? Already there are women being forced into chadors. There are gangs of men throwing acid in their faces. Women, women, women. Is that all this is to you? I regret to say, this is over. Oh, okay. This interview or, or this relationship? That whatever is happening out there, it is still about hope. And if you can't report that, go home. Write about movie stars and forget about us. Well, actually, I am going home. What? 
You're leaving? The station recalled me. Oh. They say this place is not safe for me anymore. I could get you on the flight. <laughs> I have important work to do. Keeping freedom alive in the midst of all this. Remain generous in your judgments, Miss Bowman. <laughs> you have looked the revolution in the eye. That means something. The months pass. The revolution accelerates. The constitution is framed. The Ayatollah becomes supreme leader. In the north, the Kurds revolt, are repressed, and the Shah grows sicker. October. In Washington, Brzezinski has his way. Mr. President, it's a matter of honor. Our former ally is dying in Mexico. He has no appropriate medical treatment available. How do we look, this great nation, if we condemn him to death because of some diplomatic scruple? The State Department is very clear on this. If we let the Shah into our country, the implications for our people in Iran could be fatal. Secretary Christopher, I cannot be kept hostage in my actions because they provoke Iranian paranoia. An old ally is sick. Our moral duty to him is clear, whatever the cost. Acts of kindness are also acts of state. In Iran, refuge for the Shah is an act of war. In the universities, student radicals rally to the line of the imam. Amongst them, Mehdi. The Americans are plotting against us. They are dreaming of coup. They wish to return the Shah to his throne. Each day, the imam tells us we must resist them. Yet across the street, they sit in their nest of spies laughing at us. Brothers and sisters, if we do not act soon, we will lose our revolution. November. In Algeria, Brzezinski is pleasantly surprised by his Iranian counterparts, Yazdi and Bazagan. Normalization of relations seems in sight, but for one man's fate. May I say how much I have enjoyed our detente? I am worried my reputation as a hawk is in tatters. <laughs> the conversation has been civilized and productive. Mr. Brzezinski, the revolution was never an attack on America. But I must warn you, your latest actions with regard to the Shah are a grave error. The poor man is riddled with cancer. Are all the world's doctors in your country? He needs specialist attention. You enjoyed our conversations here. Then enable us not to be made fools of in our own country. The liberal wing of the revolution is fragile enough. If you provoke the Imam and his followers, we will be in deadly peril. May we at least see the medical documentation? The United States does not need to wave about a doctor's note to justify its actions. Then I fear whatever we have achieved here in Algiers will be undone. We will be undone. November the 4th, morning. Soft rain falls. But nothing can put out the fire in the veins of the students storming the embassy gates and sealing two nations' fates. Brothers! Sisters! 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 Brothers
Sirs, follow me. The guards will not shoot. You are safe. Push into their lane. Seize every American spy, every document of infamy. The Imam is with us. The Imam is with us. Father, have you heard the great news? Your followers have taken action against the great Shaitan. I have heard of their courage. The walls were daubed with your image defiled with contempt. The true face of America has been revealed. Now these brave warriors need your open and vocal support. Yazdi and Barzagan condemn them. Your silence here is seen as disapproval. The Americans wish to insult us, to threaten our great victories. Very well. Let them now feel their weakness. Let them feel their insignificance in the eyes of God. An embassy is sacrosanct, even in war. But here today, see the Americans displayed like victory spoils. Blindfolded, wrists bound, in full view of the appalled world. This is a dreadful sight, Ibrahim. Yet you remain in post. My resignation merely hands the mullahs the key to the country. You and Basirgan overreacted. Don't be a fool, Sodeh. If they can do this to the Americans, then they can do it to us. The Americans provoked us. Yes, they provoked us, and we have given them exactly what they needed. As of today, we are a pariah to the world. Trade will dry up, every nation will be our enemy, and... I want no part of that. I suggest you look to your position, too. My fate is foretold, my friend. September 1982. Sadek Gobzadeh, former foreign minister, now accused of plotting the assassination of Ayatollah Khomeini, is executed by firing squad. The revolution eats itself. Liberals, Democrats, leftists, outflanked by militias, mullahs. Arrests in the dead of night, assaults in broad daylight, dissents suppressed, universities closed, judges sacked, women forced to veil. The Shah passes out of this story, flying from New York to Cairo, there to die, to be buried away from the land he imagined himself, born to rule. Pakal? Sabeek? Mr. President. I think about our embassy all the time, our folks. I get this acid in my stomach, even contemplating. Mr. President. We heard this morning the Shah died last night. My goodness. In Cairo? In Cairo. 9.45 a.m. their time. That's, that's very sad news. Yes. I thought you'd wish to be informed. Yes, thank you. I like the man. He could be cool, a little touchy, sure. But I think at bottom, he wanted the best for his country. 
Did we do right by him, by his country? History, I fear, won't be kind to us. We don't get to write it, I guess. Iran is used to tragic irony. Beaten by Alexander's mighty armies, invaded by Arab dynasties, Mongol hordes. And this is the blink of an eye. The revolution was what they'd hoped for, not the one that came to be. One family's sufferings stand for a nation's. Amir, the father, alone. If I had not stepped out that day, it would have been another day. If I had not died, another woman would have died in my place. I don't know that woman, daughter. Who are these women now in shrouds like birds of ill omen? Why do they hide their faces? They are afflicted with fear or folly, as we all are, as your brother is. Try to be proud of him. He is still your son. He is amongst killers. If he has become a killer, that's hard to forgive. But even so, he, he remains my son. I don't know if he's alive, what he does these days, whether he's hoarse with shouting. I will pray for him, as I do for you, Shirin. <sighs> Into the bunker, then. It's nothing but war and grief from now on, it seems. Khomeini's power is consolidated by Iraq's land grab. A terrible war begins, a war that claims a million young men, baptizes the Republic in blood, and the American embassy remains held for 444 long days, each one a death wound to Carter's presidency. And Iran becomes a pariah. The revolution was what was hoped for as much as what came to be. Its heroes and villains are now old or dead, but its legacy is alive and well. The Shah is buried in Cairo, Khomeini in Tehran. Kings fall, presidents too. Even supreme leaders die. Iran endures. The desert awaits the rain. Fall of the Shah is a BBC World Service podcast written by Steve Waters. In the final part... Ayatollah Khomeini was played by Selva Rasalingam, Sadeh Gopsadeh by Philip Arditi, Ibrahim Yazdi by Paul Shahidi, Sadeh Kal Kali by Baskar Patel, and Carol Bauman by Claire Corbett, Hassan, Amir El Masri, Mehdi, Mo Bael, Nasiri, Peter Polikarpu, The Shah, Bijan Danishmand, Farah, Natalie Armin. Zabignia Brzezinski, Sam Dale. Warren Christopher, Don Gillet. President Carter, Nathan Osgood. 
Amir, Dana Hakju, and Shirin was Afsane Deruye. The narrator was Diana Rigg. Original music was written by Ganvar Kalegi, and the sound designer was Caleb Knightley. Fall of the Shah was directed by Mark Beebe.